and welcome to Braving the Way. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Fletcher, also known as Dr. Fletch. I have spent the last two decades working in the field of mental health, and I have spent the last 10 years working on my own healing, recovering from sex trafficking and dissociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personality disorder. Here on Braving the Way, we are going to have honest, authentic, and brave conversations about all things mental health. I'll share aspects of my personal journey with you, and I'll share some mental health tips and resources that I have acquired along the way and introduce you to some inspiring guests who want to share their own mental health journeys with you. My mission with this podcast is to bring hope, love, and inspiration to the world by sharing my lived and professional experience with mental health and to be a guide and a role model for others. I want you to feel seen, heard, and validated in your human experience. And I want all of us to work together to create emotional safety for others to be able to talk openly and freely about mental health because we all live with it. There is absolutely no health without mental health. So thank you for being here, for showing up for yourself and joining me on Braving the Way. I am so thankful that you exist. Brave on. Well, hello there. Welcome back to episode three of Braving the Way. Today, we're going to talk about pain to purpose and this journey that I've been on since October 28th of 2021. My hope for today with this particular podcast is that you check in with yourself about how you can tune more into your own energy and ask yourself what you want to do with it. I know that I've been receiving a lot of loving text messages, DMs, emails uh, from all around the globe, actually, and it's been overwhelming. And I don't know how to respond most of the time, and um, it would be impossible for me to respond to everyone. Um, So I just want to lovingly say that I am lovingly working on receiving all of the love I'm getting from around the globe. And to let you all know that whatever it is that you see in me, my strength, my courage, my bravery, that that is deep within you, because you wouldn't be able to see it in me if you didn't already have it inside of you. Today, as I'm sitting in my office, before I start my day, I was thinking about all of these little routines I do to kind of ground myself into my day. So I have my Palo Santo burning and my coffee. Um, And anyone who knows me knows I just, I love coffee. It's probably a problem at this point. (laughs) And uh, I'm actually drinking my coffee out of this beautiful little mug that my two best friends of over 20 years gave to me. And it says, besties forever, never apart, maybe in distance, but never at heart. Um, And I just adore them. And uh, I can't imagine what all of this journey is uh, like for them to witness and watch after knowing me all of these years. Um, I also have two little stickers in front of me that came from Staywear. So Staywear is a mental health clothing line. um, And I ordered some new things. Um, It's like to fight suicide prevention um, or to fight suicide. And uh, the two stickers say the best is yet to come. And there's a place for you here. 
So I want you all to know that life can get better, but it does take quite a bit of work and an army of support people. And I know that some of y'all are still trying to find your tribe and your people, but they're out there. So don't give up. And in the meantime, I want you to know that there's a place for you right here on this podcast. So maybe I say something that resonates with you, or maybe I just remind you of the freaking awesome, powerful human that you are. And you can even be even more powerful if you choose to turn your pain into purpose. What does that even mean, pain to purpose? Well, to be honest, I may be like full of light and love and rainbows and butterflies and all of this stuff that I love now and all of these epic, amazing people that I have met over the years, but I was not always a nice person. And because I live with multiple identities, I didn't always know that or the pain that I was causing other people through my behavior, my words, my anger. In fact, it was my out-of-control anger that landed me in therapy. Uh, Thank God for my husband, who, when we first got married, said, you have a lot of anger, and I need for you to work on that. I was like, what? Of course, I probably responded with anger. and, um, you know, to, to be in my life has probably not been very easy if you're in my personal life. My professional life is totally different. Um, but personally, I wasn't always easy to um, be around. I had a very negative attitude. I was always triggered. And um, I was always assessing people six ways to Sunday to see what they wanted from me or how they were going to hurt me. Um, I still have that part of me. um, And I'm grateful that uh, she tunes in and assesses people um, for safety. Uh, But there's no need to be mean and spiteful. Um, And I think, you know, it's been a long time coming for me to find my actual purpose. I do believe my purpose is in my voice and my purpose is to serve. And I was lost for a really long time. So in October of 2021, I decided that I had gotten further enough along in my healing to say, you know what, I have to do something about this because this stigma and disgusting portrayal of dissociative identity disorder in the media Somebody needs to put a stop to it. And I don't know how or who or where or when or how I'm going to do that. So I'm just going to speak about my experience and see if I can make a difference. And I'm happy to say that so far it has, but it hasn't come without some anxiety, without fear. Um, I feel liberated and free and also terrified and overwhelmed. And thank God for the amazing people in my life that I can turn to um, anytime a new article comes out or anytime I speak more truth. I have an army of support people behind me. And I'm blessed for that. And some of those people are you. Uh, The messages I receive, well, whether you know me personally, professionally or not, they keep me going and remind me why I'm doing what I'm doing. (sighs) that's a lot, right? It's just so much a lot. I have this thing in front of me that says I balance my masculine and feminine sides. And for a long time, I was a lot in my masculine energy, tough, rough, and, uh, you know, probably like, you know, want to fight the world. (laughs) 
now I'm full of like light and love. But uh, for a long time, I wore a persona that was, you know, don't mess with me. And now I wear a persona that's like, help me understand. And I'm here for you. And I have to be really mindful about my energy and my boundaries because uh, when you are grounded and rooted and clear in yourself, people are attracted to that. People want to be around that energy, right? It feels good. So I want you to think about your own energy and how you're showing up in the world. And it doesn't mean that you need to cover up your pain. I'm just asking that you don't spew your pain all over other people because it's hurtful. I know I've done it and it's happened to me. And so I think it's really important to acknowledge your pain, validate your pain and find healthy ways to release it. Because if you don't, you're going to be doing more damage to yourself and more damage to other people. One of the ways the parts over the years who that have been uh, an outlet for them to express pain through the journey of overcoming being trafficked by my dad was to write short stories, poetry, and listen to music. And so um, I decided to put a manuscript together of uh, a bulk of their poems that have been written throughout the healing journey. And in front of me, I actually have this little um, index card that says, is your poem published yet? I have clients as well as myself who will find it very helpful. I gave a talk at the Healing Together conference for an infinite mind last year and read a poem called Little Girl Freedom. And someone had asked me if I had published it yet, and I had not. Um, and I'm happy to say that hopefully this November, um, that will be in some of y'all's hands. Um, and, you know, I was thinking more about this concept of vulnerability and how overwhelming that can be. And I have to say, out of all the things I've put out into the world, the poetry seems the most vulnerable. In fact, my good friend, Larry Rule, who's an author and survivor, is waiting <laughs> for my manuscript because he offered to read it. And uh, he will be writing a little testimonial. And I told him, I said, Larry, clearly I am delaying um, because it's just overwhelming to think about that level of vulnerability. But what I've also learned is that with each step towards vulnerability, I feel a little brighter, a little more free and a little more grounded and clear about who I am and why I'm on this planet. And stepping into purpose, even though it can be exhilarating, it is very overwhelming. And I want you to know that sometimes we don't know like why we're here on this planet or what we're up to. But I can promise you that we all have a divine purpose and we all have gifts to share with the world. A simple smile of the day to someone else can make their whole world. And for a long time, I was the person that would shut the door. I didn't want to be around people. In fact, I was just telling a good friend, if I write my memoir, I should probably name it attachment phobic. It is very hard to be in my world. It is very hard to get close to me because I've struggled with trust um, for years for my whole life. And although I would love to tell all of you that, yes, I trust everyone. Well, no, I don't. And even some people that are close to me, um, I still have parts that are skeptical of them. And sometimes they pull away and they reassess and it's a whole thing. And um, I've learned to be really patient and compassionate with myself because I can't force all parts of me to get on board with every single person in my life. And so if one of them is 
feeling unsafe, then I have to step back and observe mindfully and wait to see what comes of that. And that's been a lot to navigate throughout the years um, in my personal life. But what I've learned about trust, two things, actually a couple of things. And by the way, I don't script anything. I just talk. If I were to write down something to read to y'all, I would lose my place and my traction. And so I just speak from my heart. Um, And so, yeah, sometimes I make mistakes or uh, sometimes I might even switch in the middle of the conversation. We might take a different direction, but I've learned to just accept that because this is who I am. But along the lines of self-compassion, I've been thinking more about this uh, topic recently is I could really be frustrated with myself or I could really get upset with myself at the fact that I still have some struggles or I could look at the fact that I'm still alive and breathing and I was nearly dead about five years ago. I feel like I'm a person that has nine freaking lives and I'm still here and I'm still supposed to keep going. And so I grant myself self-compassion to say that life hasn't been easy and I'm doing the best I can and not everything is going to look perfect. Recovery is not a straight line. In fact, it's more like a roller coaster. But this time in my life is the first time I actually want to be on this roller coaster. The rest of it, no thank you. History of years of abuse and trauma, uh, that was quite the roller coaster, but not one I wanted to be on, if that makes sense. Um, And I was thinking about Sylvester McNutt. If y'all don't know him, as I told you, I'm going to drop some resources. Sylvester McNutt is a really cool guy. He's actually local to Phoenix right now. He's written a couple of books. The two that I love, well, actually, there's probably three that I love. I love all of his books, really, but is Care Package, Free Your Energy, and Loving Yourself Properly. And I uh, opened up to this page in Loving Yourself Properly by Sylvester, and it says, you must be willing to put yourself in a position that you deserve. Asking for clarity, direction, and opportunity is something that we all must do at some point. It's hard and you may not get it right, but you must ask for and align yourself with everything you crave in life. Sylvester McNutt III. Let's just think about that for a second. You must be willing to put yourself in a position that you deserve. Asking for clarity, direction, and opportunity is something that we all must do at some point. It's hard and you may not get it right, but you must ask for and align yourself with everything you crave in life. Sylvester McNutt III. His words are powerful. And if you think about that, I just want you to ask yourself, what is it that you want for your life? What is it that you want for your healing? Then I want you to ask yourself, who do you need to lean on or who can help you get there? Because as I've shared on episode one and probably on episode two, and you'll probably hear me say it for the rest of your life, that you cannot do life alone. Well, you can, but it's lonely and isolating and miserable, and you're probably going to want to die. I know because I was there for, uh, I don't know, over 30 years probably until I started really leaning in. And even in this season of my life, I'm asking for help even more. In fact, I was telling somebody recently, actually, I think it was one of my therapists. I was saying, you know, I have always struggled to ask for help in my life. And now uh, I really need to start asking in a different way because I actually think it's going to be a game changer for me. Um, And what I mean by now is I want to ask help for getting my voice out there to help people fight stigma with me, right? Uh, Before, okay, I could ask for help in terms of going to therapy or asking for suggestions. But I've I've always been a fiercely independent soul. Um, 
And really, I feel like I've been fighting for my life, not living for my life. And this is the first time I feel like I'm living my life, if that makes any sense. And so it's uncomfortable and sitting in joy and excitement is uncomfortable. Do you ever have that where you're, you know, something amazing happens and then you're like, you take a deep breath and you're like, holy shit, this feels uncomfortable. This is like exciting and I'm happy and joyful. I don't know what this feeling is. I know that some of you who have experienced trauma can relate to that because there's this saying, like if you struggle with trauma or PTSD, that when something good and positive happens, you feel like you're going to like lose it in the next breath. And I was saying this to my husband uh, the other night. Um, You know, I was like, why is it so hard to sit and joy and be happy? Um, And we were talking about because for most of my life, um, things were not how they should have been. Um, And there was a lot of manipulation and uh, things happening when I was younger that made my brain confuse joy and love and happiness with danger and being unsafe and feeling like I was going to die. So, you know, everything's a journey and I'm still working on that. I have these, um, women's affirmation cards. Um, I think it's like kick-ass affirmations for women. I don't have the box here in front of me, but the one I pulled yesterday was pray for the dead and fight like hell for the living mother Jones. Pray for the dead and fight like hell for the living. It's kind of what I feel like I'm doing right now, fighting like hell for um, dissociative survivors to be seen in the true light. Many people living with DID are intelligent and talented and the artwork and the creativity and the music and the writing that can come from the brains of people with living with DID is simply incredible. I am always blown away by the remarkable talents that these people have. And it disgusts me with how they are treated. So in October of last year, when I wrote my first little entry um, of my, a piece of my experience and I sent to the, sent it to this is my brave. Um, the journey hasn't stopped since then. Um, it's been an incredible year. And my friend of over 20 years the other day said, ever since you've been on this journey, the universe just keeps blessing you. It's like everything is falling into alignment. Um, and I do believe that to be true. And it's a matter of trusting myself. Because I've learned over time that healing from trauma, I actually don't have to trust anybody else. But what I do have to do is trust myself and the parts to get me to where I need to be next. And that at a deeper level, and this may not be for all of you, but I am a spiritual person. I also believe in God. I do believe I'm being divinely led. And I do believe that I am, you know, here to serve. Somebody said to me recently, maybe you should not talk about your spirituality stuff or the divine stuff. People might think you're crazy. Good. Let people think I'm crazy. I am so over um, just not being able to be myself. So yeah, I like tarot cards and I like crystals and I like energy healing and I like to say prayer and I have taken whatever works for me that helps me stay grounded and rooted in myself and full of love. Anything that does that, I am all about. Anything that is about unhealth or negative energy or um, hurtful words, I don't want any part of that. And of course, I'm human. I'm still going to make mistakes, but let's just keep it real. Whatever is your thing that works for you, that makes you feel good, if you're being healthy and responsible, then that's awesome. 
I just glanced over at this book again, The Loving Yourself Properly by Sylvester. And on the back of the book, it says self-love, regard for one's own well-being and happiness, a state of appreciation for oneself. It's taken me years to love myself. I don't want it to take that long for you. And I know that self-love and self-compassion is extremely hard, especially for those who have been through trauma. So just take your time. And perhaps I invite you to allow feedback in from others. So when people say they think you're great or that you are amazing or beautiful or kind, that you lovingly grant yourself permission to take it in. I had an incredible conversation with somebody on Friday, October 7th at 1030 in the morning that I probably will never forget. And this person reminded me that maybe it's time in my own life that I need to lovingly receive. So I've been sitting with that. I've been sitting with that over the weekend and what that really means and how I can start practicing that. And so I thought that would be a good conversation to have with all of you is to how often are you shutting down the positive compliments when people notice you, see you, hear you, validate you? How often do you shut it down and then turn to the people that can't validate it for you? Because when we turn to those who cannot validate our experience, we feel way worse. We start questioning ourselves. We start feeling unworthy. And it's a nasty spiral to get in. Now, I'm not saying you should seek external validation because that is not a healthy thing to do. You need to be able to validate yourself internally. But what I'm suggesting is until then, I wonder what it would be like if you lovingly let people see you and allowed yourself to take in their kindness, their love, and their compassion. It doesn't even mean that you have to trust it. You can simply allow yourself to take it in while staying curious and that you can look at trust on many levels. It does not have to be all or nothing. There can be a gray area when it comes to trust. I like to use this example when I'm teaching about trust that maybe you have, let's just give a random example. You have five people in your world. Maybe you can go to Sally with your deepest, darkest most overwhelming secrets. But maybe Sally is not so great with money. So if you lent her a hundred bucks, she you know doesn't pay it back. She's irresponsible with money, but you can trust her with um some of your deeper secrets. But maybe, you know, um Jennifer, you can lend her money and she'll pay you back right away, but maybe she's a gossiper and you can't really tell her a lot of things. So just giving an example that trust does not have to be all or nothing. There may be certain things about certain people that you can trust, but most importantly, I want you to start practicing trusting yourself and tuning in to your own intuition. And I know it can get real dicey when you've lived with trauma because you're like questioning, is this instinct or intuition? Is this real or not real, right? That's PTSD in a nutshell. Is this a real threat or a perceived threat? Am I really unsafe? Um, And so, you know, gently move through your journey. Be kind and gentle with yourself. Lovingly practice receiving. So here's the deal. Here's what I want you to know. You are amazing. 
You are here to do wonderful things in the world. And for right now, if all you can do is get up out of bed and take care of yourself every day, then that's where you start. I want you to start thinking about who in your circle is trustworthy that you can trust yourself to turn to. What resources can you search for on good old Google? Because there's probably some good ones out there. I know that's how I found a lot of my own resources when I was new to the healing journey. And remember, in the words of Eleanor Roosevelt, nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for braving the way. Turning pain into purpose has saved my life. And I'm going to continue to serve in the ways that I know how. I am not perfect. There will be times I let you down. And just know that I am rooting for you in this corner of Arizona. I care about you. I think you're amazing. And you, you showing up for yourself by just listening to something different may have the opportunity to change how you think about some things so that you can get out there and start creating and living the life that you desire and that you deserve. You got this. You're a rock star. You're super fucking powerful. And don't let anyone tell you differently. Sending light, love, inspiration, and hope out into the world. Let us continue to brave the way. If you enjoyed the show today and think it might help somebody else, please share it and continue the mission of spreading hope, love, and inspiration. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. My biggest hope is that you do something loving and kind for yourself today and every day to support your own mental health. Brave on friends. Until next time.